Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil. Back again with another episode from the Afterwatch, guys. I'm Lavar. I'm Phil. And today is going to be a quick hot takes. Uh, yeah. We're going to look at two trailers and also respond to a uh, Twitter question yeah. from one of our followers. From our number one super fan uh, at uh, Do Gooda Darnell, uh, our number one super fan. Though we, we do take challengers. If anybody wants to, to, to challenge Darnell for our, the super fan title, yeah, you just need to just ask us questions on, on Twitter at after underscore watch. Yeah, send, uh, follow us on Twitter, send us a tweet. Do something, and yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're up there. Yeah. Uh, so first, we're gonna look at some trailers that came out recently. We have uh, the second Captain Marvel trailer. Yes. Uh, Flo, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, second Captain Marvel trailer. It's like the first Captain Marvel trailer. I didn't really care about it so much. It kind of lit up the internet by like some people not being so pleased with it and kind of feeling that it's still pretty bland. The one thing I will say is that they did fix one of the major issues I had with the first Captain Marvel trailer with Captain Marvel punching a grandma and not giving any context to why, you know, she's punching this grandma. It made her look like a bad guy. True. Right? Or a bad woman. (laughs) True. true, Yes, right? So, um, but in in this trailer, they say it's pretty much laying out like who the scrolls are and that they can shapeshift and after she punches the grandma they show the scene afterward of her kicking her around and trying to escape from her showing that she's a bad person this grandma so i was scandalized by that to see a superhero punch an old, old an elderly person. old lady True. and they just cut away from that so yeah so i'm glad that they at least fixed that um any anticipation to see the movie no, not not at all. Likewise, I have absolutely no interest in seeing this movie. Um, the only reason I would go and watch it is just to see how it fits into like Avengers or whatever. I think it, become, it comes out before Avengers 4. Right. So I might do that, or I just might wait and read about the spoilers online. I'm, yeah. I'm really not interested in watching this movie. The trailer doesn't do anything to help me want to watch this movie. I don't even like the trailer that much. It's it's. I feel towards a trailer what you feel towards inspirational movies. Okay. Uh, I don't want people forcing their emotions on me right. and trying to convince me this is an, somehow an empowering, motivational movie that's going to motivate me to pick myself up and and do something with my life. I I got that from Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Creed 1. Um, yeah, well, I think you were mentioning to me before about how, um, if I remember this correctly, oh, no, I'm blanking on it right now, but um, how... This movie, oh, I, I just lost it just now. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, man, this is this is weird because we we're just talking about the trailer just beforehand, and you're just telling me that. Um, I don't know how you weren't that moved to to see this yeah, movie at it's, all. Is this is underwhelming? The more and more I hear about it and see stuff coming out from it, is the less interested I come become. Uh, the less interested I am in it. It just. I know it's it's like they're trying to manufacture something right. that isn't obviously present in at least a trailer. Right. Like everything in the trailer is it's obviously it's a movie, oh. so everything's staged. So okay, go ahead. I remember now. I remember what it was. You were saying that um, they were trying to present to you a question that you didn't want oh, yeah. to you didn't want to see answered. Yes, and we're going to talk about the Avengers trailer as well. And I can I can draw a comparison between the two with this movie. They don't ask any questions that I care about. Right. I, I don't care how Nick Fury met Captain Marvel. I don't care about the cat that Nick Fury seems to like. I don't care about Captain Marvel's 
I, have, I don't have much of an interest in Captain Marvel's origins, unfortunately. Right. They don't present any questions that I want to see answered particularly. Right, right, Versus right. Versus the Avengers trailer that came out, Avengers 4 trailer that came out recently, that does put yourself in a position of asking, okay, I wonder how Tony Stark gets out of that. I wonder how they resolve this. Do, do you think it's just a mismanagement of the trailer in a sense where... Like normally, say like this is a space invasion movie. This, yeah. this is that's in essence what it is. Yeah. Well, probably you need to show like the threat of like how bad this threat is. Like this this uh, this global threat of the scrolls, which you thought looked really well, like looked this, really good. The scrolls look nice, yeah. but answer your question. Yes, they don't. They don't give us the impression that there's a major threat. It's an, it's. It's, it's more just it's discovery a, about her. Yeah, it's, it's all about her and her discovering who she is and her power and what have you. And the threat is assumed right. because of shapeshifters. They can be anywhere and everywhere. Right. But they don't they don't even build that up very well either. Again, it's a trailer. It's short. I right. get it. And but it's the first Captain Marvel need, movie. But, but you need to show an element why they should kind of care. You know, like oh, what they're infiltrating every area of society, or they're 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 toppling the society because they're actually just taking over like in some scroll kind of storylines and then you see her like there's only one person who can deal with this threat and that's Captain the, Marvel Captain Marvel who doesn't know her past or like or what does that mean for her not to know her past does that mean that she can't fight them as well as she would have liked to like so those two questions of her past and versus the scroll threat you know and that's what she's supposed to do does it really jive together to make us like a compelling case for why we should care about this story right and and i was saying earlier how everything seems staged to force us to feel something that is not genuine right so it's supposed to be a kind of an empowering type of movie and it doesn't feel that way it just feels like feel this Yes. Feel some emotion. Right, right, right. Do you feel empowered? Do you feel it yet? Do you feel, no, I don't. Or, or do you have awe? Do you have no? I don't. I will admit, like besides the scrolls looking kind of cool, there's a scene at the end where she's in the space fighting everything. It yeah. looks kind of cool. I think in a big, it's definitely a movie you have to see in, in in the theaters. Yeah, for sure. So I wouldn't mind seeing that particular scene in the theaters and seeing what the scrolls look like in theaters. But it's not something I'm gonna break my neck out to go and watch. Right. So there's nothing. And in like in going to your point about scroll invasion and stuff, like they've done it in the comic books a few years ago. Right. And the build up to it was great. That's a huge like the but the the outcome of after the invasion in comic books was yeah. weak. Right. So right, weak. Right. So if Marvel handles things correctly, this could be the next kind of major story arc to carry them over for the next few years. Right. Like what if and it's just me thinking outside the box, what if some of the heroes who died in Avengers Three were scrolls? Right. You know? Or some of them that come back are scrolls. Right. You know, so that would be kind of a cool like, thing to do. Yeah, it could be a way for them to readdress certain characters or whatever. So like, or change one of the, up characters. Yeah, it's just like, oh, why did this character come back? Oh, this person, this character was a scroll or it, something. It like that. It might be a good way to bring back Terrence Howard. Right. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Maybe Don Cheadle's a scroll. And then Terrence <laughs> yeah, Terrence Howard comes back. Oh, that's that's a way. Oh, that's amazing. That'll be awesome. Uh, but th- but talking about Avengers Four, the Avengers Four trailer Endgame came out recently as well. Right. Um. Visually, I liked it. I think most of my excitement, or not my excitement, but my interest in it, uh, pens from the last Avengers movie. Right. Right. So, this- which, which I would, people may not like this. Since I'm disillusioned with the uh, the Marvel franchise in general, I would have been perfectly okay if that was a standalone movie, and then just everybody just yeah. died off at the end. I was like, man, that'd have been like that'd have been a super bold move. I I would respect that actually. Yeah. Uh, but no, the Avengers four it trailer didn't do much for me because my expectation to see the movie is already there right right it, it was done nice i see that they're trying to build drama and i have to admit they've gotten better with building up drama i, w- I would slightly disagree with, well with, this tra- well with this trailer and presenting and presenting a um a predicament 
And and okay. here's the thing. In comparison, they asked the so obviously my mind is going to be obvious that Tony Stark escapes from whatever situation he's in. Right. I could be completely wrong, which would be cool, but I'm going to assume he's going to get out of the situation. Right. Knowing this, I'm still interested to see how he does it. So okay. the question is, how does Tony Stark escape? How does he survive uh, being stranded in space? Right. I want to see how that happens. Yeah, I, I want to see what Captain I, I America did, like, does. Uh, the opening scenes with him talking with Pepper Potts, like uh, leaving him, uh, leaving her a recorded message. Yeah, leaving her a recorded message. I like some of the acting in it. It yeah, it did feel kind of like along the lines of like, okay, kind of feel this in a sense. It wasn't as emotional as like say the the age of um, Ultron. No, oh, no, sorry, it's, not, it's Civil War. Civil War. War. Sorry, you're right. Civil War. Uh, Civil War. The trailer where they talk about like, oh, I thought we were friends between Tony and, and Steve uh, Rogers and Steve Rogers. Yeah, that was actually good. That, that was actually like a nice emotional beat. This one felt a little bit contrived to me, except for like the first little bit of it. So, but I have to see it in context to really get a, yeah. a good sense of it. Yeah. But it, th- that that half worked on me. Half worked, half didn't work. Yeah, it, it for me, it's just, oh, that was cool and I, I kind of moved on. I didn't think it was like the biggest, most interesting thing. Right. We, although the, the most that we realized is that A, Atman escapes wherever he was. Right. And Shuri is dead. What? Black Panther's sister is dead. She's dead? Yeah, because she was in, uh, there's a montage of people who died. Yeah. And that Atman's face, Spider-Man's face, and Shuri's dead. And Shuri's face. Oh, I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't see that. So pretty much the Wakanda world family is wiped out. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe his mother's still. Maybe alive. mother's still there. Yeah, true. Well, the movie is about all the other characters other than Black Panther, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it, that's what matters a little bit more. I, I'm glad Okoyo survived because she can probably do more. Uh, right I, I suppose. <laughs> I, uh, Sorry, I'll let the general. I, I, I digress. <laughs> the, um, the thing I didn't like about mm-hmm. this movie is just the music selection, in a sense. Yeah, because it is just like a forced kind of like, oh, this is supposed to be epic and dire. Where I thought they could have gotten away with making it a lot quieter. Yeah. of a trailer. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would have been a lot more impactful to show that they're mourning and thinking through stuff. It's just a kind of a mixed message. Oh, it's going to be really epic, but it's going to be sad. And I thought the music didn't really work for that. You're right. It, it, the music did seem kind of cookie cutter. I feel yeah. like I heard it like in like one of Michael Bay's movies. Yeah, to be honest with you, so it didn't help a lot. Um, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me make a recommendation. If you're on YouTube, frame by frame. Yeah, okay. uh, every there's a YouTube channel that does video essays called Every Frame a Painting, yeah. and they do one video essay called The Marvel Symphonic Universe. Just listen to that. Listen to that video essay. It's probably like about 10, 10 minutes at the yeah, most. About ten minutes. About ten minutes at the most. Very illuminating. Very enlightening. Uh, just conversation about film. I found it very helpful, and it just made me a lot more pickier about like mm. listening to music in, in films and seeing like what sticks out to me and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, a good listen on uh, on YouTube. So, so does, does the movie does the trailer help you? want to see the movie more or less or there's no impact on you no because like i said before i i was okay with the end of the first the oh. first one but um at the end of it i know this didn't work for you but the end when they showed uh ant-man Batman, yeah. at the end that actually funny enough that actually worked for me because uh, the rest of the trailer i didn't like but showing him like their little comedic moment at the end even though it did feel kind of like a post-credit sequence added onto a trailer yeah um but it actually did work for me like that comedic bit him being at the door and then being confused like no is he actually really here or is this a recorded message yeah i thought that kind of exchange kind of worked really well to introduce I, like some oh there's there's something that's going to happen in this i i kind of liked them showing uh jimmy renner 
uh, new yes. new persona. Right. I don't know how I feel about them revealing it in the trailer or not, but I guess they needed to since everyone was complaining about not having him or right. Ant Man in the previous Avengers movie. He has a cool sword in it. It's a, a really cool sword. It looks cool like swords. the uh, the the supper sword that Klingons have from Next Generation. Yeah. You know what? Like the Bathleth. The Bathleth. Yeah. yeah. Bathleth. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool, and you know, from a comic book perspective, it he you know that what happens in the comic book that Hawkeye takes on a new persona called Ronan oh. and goes around use a sword and does whatever that's not that's honestly if you had a sword to a trailer then you kind of got me a little bit like you got me over the 50 percent mark if i see a sword and i'm also glad that it gave scott johansson some lines uh <laughs> i feel like the last few avengers movies that she's been in she doesn't really say much she doesn't talk she, doesn't she just pines <laughs> <after> <laughs> yeah no. and, and fights and fights the sun's and fights getting people. really low yeah. <laughs> right um oh and yeah so it, it's it's a decent trailer i don't I don't. Uh, mind I, I'm it. kind of like more wanting to see their second trailer. Like this didn't. Really, yeah, this didn't yeah, really right. do that much for me. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna be sit back a little bit and Wait see what they trailer. come up with next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's coming out in March, right? Or maybe something I'm like not that. Sure. I remember. So uh, lastly, we want to talk about is uh, again our message from our uh, super duper number one fan. Yep. At do good at Darnell. Yes. His question. Co-host of the uh, Six Sense Report. Yeah, Six Sense Report with uh, Joel. With Joel uh, Nikoloff. Yes, yes. I'll check them out when you get a chance. Um, and he has a question for us. He goes, uh, can you guys further unpack Thanos' objective? So that's in regards to Avengers 3, where, Aven- where Thanos, the big bad, decided to wipe off 50% of uh, all life in the universe. Right. What, do you have any uh, take oh, on that? Oh, oh, do I have any thoughts about that? Yeah, How to like... further unpack that? Yeah. Well... Um, I don't know if we talked about it in, in our podcast. You can probably go back and listen to our Avengers Affinity War podcast. Not enough body bags. Not enough body bags. Yeah, yeah not enough body bags uh, <laughs> podcast. But um, it's a good question. Darnell, thank you for your question. Thank you for uh, your, your support, being a super fan. Uh, you're, well, we're, I'm proclaiming you a super fan. True. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> that title is up for grabs. If, if you want to take it, Darnell, you can take it. <laughs> um. Um, well, so basically, the movie's been out for a long time, and we're anticipating the next one. So basically, Thanos won and eliminated half of the the universe's population, basically. Yeah, because right. it was overcrowded and not enough resources to go around. Right. So if we're going to try to look at his... If we're going to try to look at uh, Thanos' objective, we kind of have to look at the, the, the scenes where he kind of states what it is, mm-hmm. and... Um, and basically where he tries where he makes kind of like the best case for why he's doing what he's doing and i think the the scene that kind of gets that across is actually um when thanos shows up like in the trap that um uh iron man um what's his name star lord drax and uh spider-man oh on the planet on the planet dr strange is there and dr strange as well too there's a scene where they get to the planet and they lay a trap to to trap thanos because he they know he's going to be coming for the soul gem right green gem uh no he's going for the time gem the time gem thank you for this that's the, the one that's uh dr strange has yeah okay so he's coming for the time gem so i think that's a very informative scene because it's like with other movies that usually when you have like a movie where you have just two characters like in a scene talking with one another usually the themes of the movie start to present themselves right exactly and that sequence when he shows up um that's the scene where it kind of presents what he's thinking versus well they use that scene to kind of portray what his worldview is in general so he uses the reality gem to show what his planet looked like before 
right? How it was bountiful, beautiful, and stuff like that. It's kind of exposition type scene, and it shows it being devastated. And his main point was that he wanted to talk with all the higher ups that uh, they didn't have enough resources to support their population, and they didn't listen to him, and that brought ruin to their planet because the the people there spent their resources and and brought chaos actually to the planet because of a lack of resources Mm -hmm. basically right so that's basically his the point that he's trying to get across and that leads him to actually his objective you know in you know wanting to gather all the gems as well too also there's an example of it when uh, of what he did actually working in terms of Gamora's home planet. Right. He killed half the population of the planet. And I think according to him, the planet's doing a lot better now. Right, 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 right. So basically it's kind of like a cost, like a cost analysis or like, it's basically like just like resource management yeah. basically that he's considering. And that's why he ultimately thinks that he's right because he's trying to look at things as you no, know, like just brass tacks, black and white, do we have enough to support how much people are actually here? And what are the, and I would say, what are the implicit effects of not having enough, you know, for a kind of growing population? You can agree or disagree with me on that. Cause that's basically what he was pointing towards that you, we will destroy ourselves if we do not have enough resources to sustain ourselves. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where I would say, like, that's where he kind of falls and where he thinks he's right in his um, wanting to, uh, like, to eliminate or cull, you know, half of the universe's uh, population. And in doing so, in, in culling half the, pop- the universe's population, he's aiming for, I'm assuming, universal peace. Right. He's, he's actually, he actually <clears throat> views that he's actually saving the world in doing that. It's like, you no, know just being a good steward of your money, you know, managing your money well, budgeting well, you know, you're actually keeping yeah. yourself afloat and not in debt and stuff like that. It's, but he's using, you know, the, the kind of the currency of, of people and resources to kind of figure that out. Because I assume that the idea, the ideology behind it as well would be that, um, if there's not enough resources, people are going to fight over the resources. Right. Exactly. Right. So wars and right. conflict cause not have enough resources. Now you have more than enough resources. There's no reason for us to kill each other over stuff that is the plenty is bountiful. Uh, there's, there's enough for everybody. Right. And right. and I think that just spirals out into all other like realms of society yeah. as, as well too, right? And, yeah. and and I like that that even though like yeah, Thanos is kind of like the the mustache twirling you know villain. There is still a philosophical backing towards why he's doing it, and and there's a reason why the directors had to have you know the Gamora scene uh, specifically, and also when he his exposition when he comes to the planet to act, comes back to his home planet um, to to face off against you know. Doctor Strange, uh, Iron, Stark, Iron Man, and, yeah. and uh, Star Lord, and stuff like that. Like that exposition kind of needed to be there. Yeah. To, yeah, it is an exposition scene, but it was an appropriate and well it, it and, was, need, and needed one. Yeah, to actually it show, like his mentality. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it did work. And I like him as a villain because he's he's a villain, of course, in, in everybody's eyes because he just swept out like half the population. But right. At the same time, he his pursuit of power isn't for his it's personal okay. gain. Yes, exactly. It's for the benefit of the universe. So he, right. he obtained power. He used it. He's no longer present, far as we know. Do you uh, think? And, and I think people can probably relate to that in a sense, right? Maybe relate to it, but 
they can kind of understand. Okay, let's do things for the the, the, the greater, greater good. good. Yeah, you, I hear I hear people like that. Let's do stuff for the species. Let's do stuff for the greater good. Yeah, you know, and but that usually but, like, ends up in a lot of people dying. Right. <laughs> you know, so so people always have kind of this 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 uh, narrow minded view of how to solve a particular problem. Right. At the expense of a lot of people. Right. So even if you go back to the like, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Right. Right. Um. Uh, 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 Spark would say the 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 needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Right, right. So they're all you're always pinning numbers against numbers. So right. in some senses, you're 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 viewing people only as numbers mm. and not as living, breathing individuals who all have a purpose, a desire, feelings, whatever the case, dreams, whatever a place in the universe. Right. It's there's too much of these numbers. Let's get rid of them, some of them. Exactly. And reduce the the cost of right. having so many people there. And I don't think that's I mean, I'm trying to be objective here, but how does that work really? Yeah. You know, in in terms of viewing people as people and not as um as the problem? As as well society the problem <laughs> in, in essence. Yeah, people are people are the problem. People are the problem and right. and you have to get a lot get rid of a lot of people in order to solve the problem. But going, oh, there's, there's a problem with that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go too long on this. But it's a slight pro- obviously there's a problem with with, yeah. with with mass genocide. But right. um, but trying to balance the universe into by destroying half the universe and removing perhaps key people out of positions that were maintaining cultural societies, you now put the universe on a tilt, right? And people have to have to um, scour around in hopes to kind of right the wrong. But on top of that, for other species within the context of the universe, could look at it as a great opportunity to take advantage and conquer. Right. You know, so half the population is, done, is dead on, let's say, Earth, we had a whole bunch of superpower people. Right. Perfect opportunity for someone to come in and start taking over. Right, right, right. You know, so it's it's it definitely is a flaw in his thinking, but it's a very black and white thinking, as you said. And well, it, I, I think, okay I think it. it's something that resonates, that can resonate with with people wanting to solve like a universal problem well yeah but, but i'm not saying the genocide but they want to solve a universal problem right and um i think to the furthest extent you know if you take a view where like it's by any means necessary and not looking into looking at like the present reality you know of you know there are people that you know uh society moves forward um people grow and and procreate and and, and stuff like that and you just play just a numbers game you know then you know that's when it does become a problem where you like you may think yeah, why why 50 percent? why not like you know 65 or 75 percent? Well, well i think he just did the calculations he's just like in his head he's like hey you know what i think we just need to 50 percent less people because i think it's just too much he's at the mall you know Thanos is at the mall like oh man i can never get through this mall without bumping into people you know what the world would be the universe would be all the more better if we just had 50 percent less people i actually heard a comedian say the same thing that yeah. if you <laughs> you take out a whole bunch of people the highways would be clear yeah, more be, resources for people right right i was like sure but yeah. it's it, I, I think that's like fun like fundamentally I, I don't think that's necessarily not necessarily like a good solution but it's like well to think that extent, it I think it just diminishes the value of, of people, people in, ger- exactly. in general, exactly. Right? And 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 that has to come from your your world view, right? What is what is your ultimate goal? Is your ultimate goal that everything is just peace and calm and just everything just flows properly, or is it that you know 
people's rights and, and people's value is is maintained and intact mm. you know so that's that's kind of like the the kind of cut cut and dry of it if and, and if anything i think it's a very real desire that people have and i think that's what makes him like good villains kind of resonate that they believe that they're right and ultimately they are aiming for something that is that is good to you benefit know, the most people as benefit possible. the most people you know that's good and 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 a right inclination you know um but it may not be you know they're the ultimate way to do it like the cut and dry way of doing it mm-hmm. to do it in the most immediate way or expedient way is not always the, the best and at least at least to to, to horrific things mm-hmm. you know and that's why at the same time i don't think as many people were disgusted by thanos as a character no i don't think I don't, so. I don't think i don't think so because i think his i don't think they did enough um Maybe if 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 we thought about it more, he'd be more uh like sympathetic as a villain, but also horrific as a villain as well too. Because um, it, it didn't doesn't actually in the movie it doesn't actually show like the other side of what does he actually think about human beings, mm-hmm. right? It's just showing just the effect. Oh, he just wants to get rid of half, but it's like it doesn't really actually push further into that ideology that you know humanity is kind of a blight, you know. You know, it's, it, but it's just like, it's, so it's just looking at just the universal aspect of it, but it's not looking at like what does he actually view? How does he actually view people? I think. In general? I think again, it's one of those things that's implied because if he if he's destroying fifty percent of the population, yeah. he pretty much says, "Well, there's too many people here, and you're drying up all the resources. You're the problem." Right. You know, but at the same time, but, I have but compassion. Don't you, but don't you think that view would also relate into other things yeah. as well? Too, like, it, like yeah, he's he tortures his his daughter to get information. You know, um, but don't you think that that view would then, you know, trickle into other other areas as well, too? Like, you know, like it's. It, I don't know this. I, I don't have like a fully formed view on that. But like if you think of like it's just showing an inconsistency in himself, mm-hmm. you, you know, in a sense where on one side he's he's very sympathetic. He loves Gomorrah. He's brokenhearted that she had to die and stuff like that. But, you know, the simple act of even him having to throw his daughter over the railing, I think they play that scene really well that to show that he's still a sympathetic villain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's something fundamentally kind of demented and, 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 and cracked, you know, that that side is not fully, you know, examined as well too, to make him even a little bit more complex of a character. No, I actually, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, He loves his his adopted daughter, but yeah. sacrifices her in order to try and save the universe. Try to get the power, yeah. In order to save the universe, and with that same power, he destroys half the universe, right? So my my thinking is: is he in love with trying to save the world, with the idea of trying to save the universe, yeah? Or does he care about uh, does he care about um, sentient beings in the universe that he's trying to save? Like who does he right right who right, does he right, care right, about? Right, right, pretty right. much. Yes. You know, is it his ideas or the actual people he's trying to save? Yeah, maybe it could be a bit, it's a bit of both in a sense. But yeah, that's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult question. Like, there's definitely more that could be kind of examined there from a comic book character yeah. who initially just fell in love with death and wanted to feed her corpses, basically. I, I actually like that. Yeah. I, I bought the comic book recently and I, I like the fact that this guy, I was hoping they would do that in the movie, that this yeah. guy loves death. You can work with that. Like yeah. This guy just loves death mm-hmm. and wants to sacrifice 
to her as well. So that would have been cool to see. But like all that being said, I think they did a really good job in, and I think they made the right bet in showing uh, Thanos as a sympathetic character, yeah. not just necessarily a, a mustache twirling villain. That even though he was doing, he's he was aiming for the greater good, you know, and that was drawing him to uh, something to do something Dark. horrific for the greater mm-hmm. good. You know, it's just the. Um, I know at the end of the movie it showed that horror but i think as much as they showed the horror of people disappearing and turning to dust and stuff like that they um they portrayed thanos as kind of a main character with a a, a certain object moral compass yeah Mor- oh. well well certain yeah moral compass but i was saying more so of of an objective so they actually he he was a main character within that film yeah you know he, he was like it, um, he was a constant in the, in the yeah film. he was he was a constant um the only thing that they couldn't and they didn't do and they couldn't have done you know as much as because of the time and how much characters they had is like why should we really care you mm-hmm. know in the in the second act they got us to care about him because he lost his daughter for the sake of something greater you know but in the first act it's just like oh he's just a really tough dude but i think they had to kind of play it that way i think i think it worked uh that way, personally, uh, I think one of the questions that you walk away from is how much are you willing to sacrifice in order to accomplish your yes. goals? Right. Or how much are you willing to sacrifice in order to save? Right. And, and, and I think that's something, you know, people in general should think about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like you leave the theater. Would I like, and that's part of the vicarious story, like elements of storytelling, right? Like you don't have to necessarily agree with how they come up with the solution, but you, you know, you have questions. to, you have to just ask the question and then, you know, you're left with, would I do with this? Well, not like philosophically, would I view it this way or do I view it a different way? Mm-hmm. And that makes that movie actually quite, quite strong that th- that element is actually in there. As, as a, just as a movie or as a Marvel movie? Just as, I think just as a movie. Like I don't a, like make to make the distinction, but Marvel movies, the better Marvel movies, they are, they actually have a question that needs to kind of be answered, and you're seeing a character answer that question in a certain way. A good example of that would be uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, about security and freedom. Yeah, right. I, that that's why I, even or though even people Peter may Smash. not as as much like Iron Man three, that's why I like Iron Man three because mm-hmm. there is a question that's set out: Are you, you know, what you make? Are you, you know, your accomplishments, or are you, you know, of value because of the person that you are? Yeah. And, and that's wrapped up in the question: Who is Iron Man? Is it the suit, or is it the man Iron inside man the suit? Yeah. Right. And so I thought they actually did a really good job of sticking with that theme, even though they did it didn't play out like in super exciting ways. But the <laughs> ele- like the elements that were there, yeah, like that theme was still present throughout. Okay. Right. So that's that's why I, I enjoyed it. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good job, Phil. Thanks yeah. for, uh, for that response. And thank you, Donnell, uh, for your question. Keep them coming. Yep. Uh, I guess that's it for now. Check us again where we post up another episode Yeah. sometime in the near future. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah. So, you know, as again, as we said before, you know, if you have any questions, um, uh, hit us up at, at after underscore watch and that you can hear us um, on all iTunes. major platforms. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. And uh, send us an email as well at uh, theafterwatch at pm.me. That's PM as in Prime Minister at ME, like yeah. me. And the more questions we get, like we'd love to do more responses like that because this is part of what the Afterwatch is about. You know, it's that conversation after you have, uh, you watch a film and 
you want to just you know rave about something about that movie or you want to just hate on that movie because it wasn't that great so that's just this is part of that after conversation so thanks for your your time today thank you for your time have a good day all right take care bye autobots transform and roll out 